Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are finally recapping the 2022 Paris World Challenge Cup. And we have our predictions for the U.S. Women's World Team to share with you, so stick around. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Kathleen R., Lucy S., Becca S., DFP, Blake B., Cookie Master, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., Erica S., Alon W., M., Derek H., and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. And if you enjoy this podcast and you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we always have a link in our show notes down below so you can find out what the perks are of each tier level and how exactly you can support us. So thank you again to our gold level Patreon supporters and thank you to all of our listeners. We love you all so very much and we hope that you enjoy today's episode. friends welcome to our paris world challenge cup recap (laughs) you wanted to say preview i almost said preview so i think last week we said that we were going to have an interview this week that was the plan but then last week got a little bit crazy busy and we had to reschedule some things so um we do have three interviews actually coming up so stay tuned yes this week we're just going to do the paris world challenge cup recap and then we figured we might as well also talk about our world championship predictions or world team predictions, I guess I should say. For the U.S. For the U.S. women. Yes. yes. And who we think will be on the team. Since that's coming up, it's about that time. Yeah, honestly, I think... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did I catch you off guard with yeah. that? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> By the time we do all of those interviews, it's going to put us to like the end of October. So it's basically going to be worlds by then. So this is like our last chance to talk to you guys, like for real, one-on-one talk to you outside of like interview form, even though you're technically not talking to us, but you know what I mean? This is our last time to like put our thoughts into the world. And I feel like it's October. I feel like it's fitting to talk about it now because of the field at the Paris World Challenge Cup. We got to see a lot. I think it kind of helped solidify things in my mind more and... It just, it's relevant. It so, very much resembled the field that we will see at the World Championships. Yes, and of course, not everybody doing all of the events, not everyone doing their full difficulty, but um, I guess maybe a little bit more clarity on how some people score internationally and things like that. So yeah, we're going to dive right into it. We're going to start by, we're going to go event by event and just kind of go through the top three, the medalists, and then any other standout moments from that event. So vault. I think we kind of expected Jade Carey to come away with the gold medal here, and she did. She did her usual vault, the Chun, which she scored a 14.750, and then a Yurchenko double, which scored a 14 flat. And that Chun was honestly the best one that I feel like I've seen her do. Yeah, and like, sure, she always has built-in deductions. Like, it's not perfect by any means, but yeah, it, it felt a little more dynamic than the ones we saw her do at championships. So. And her landings were really solid as well. Yeah. And same with Jordan Childs. She got second... We saw her do your Chanko double for a 14.15, and then the Lopez for a 13.9. And I believe that's the first time she did that vault. Yeah, me and Ashley were talking about this before we started recording, 
correct us if we're wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was her debut with that vault. I know she had been training it for a while, and like in college, she did different vaults, and I want to say at one point before she had done a second vault, but I don't remember what it was. See, I don't. I don't, th- I don't think she ever did. I think she did once a couple years ago, but I also could be way wrong. So I believe it was the first time she ever did the low peasant competition. But either either way, way, it's a relatively new vault yes, competition for her. and done very very well. Yes. So not too, too surprised to see Jade and Jordan go 1-2 on that event. And then in third, winning the bronze from France was Colleen DeVillard. And very exciting for her to get a bronze medal in front of a home crowd. Yeah, she had really explosive vault. So her second vault was only Yurchenko full, if I'm remembering correctly. But that first vault, a Rudy, was super explosive. Yeah, so she got a 14-3-5 for the Rudy and then... 13-3-5 13-3-5 for the Urchenko fall. A little bit of form issues, but... I mean, it's honestly, though, to get a medal in front of our home crowd like that, like, here for it. We loved it. <laughs> so then moving on to bars, Shailish Jones. This was going to be, honestly, for me, once we saw who had qualified to each event, this, for me personally, was going to be the most exciting one because it was Shailish Jones versus Rebecca Andrade. And, and there was lots of other talented bar workers in that field as well. Yes, yes. But Shailish actually came out on top despite having a not really great bar routine in the qualifying round to come away with the goal. She got a 14.7. And Rebecca Andrade, she barely edged her out. Rebecca put up a 14.65. So literally just a half tenth below yeah. Shailish. And I think where Shailish was able to come away with that gold medal was handstands because she's a queen yes and she also had more difficulty coming yeah. in rebecca had higher execution score shelly's had more difficulty and there was a pirouette right at the end of the routine for rebecca that mm-hmm. she was a little bit off on like i feel like that's kind of where oh in my opinion she gave it away because that was probably more than half a tenth yeah to be honest. up until that point i was like i think that she's gonna pass her and then that happened and i was like oh it's gonna be close yeah but both girls really had a great routine and I think both have some potential exciting upgrades for worlds not really sure 100% if we're gonna see it but obviously we know Shailise has the Stalder laid out to Kachev and then um also can do a double front with a half twist for her dismount yeah so those are some upgrades although her double front is so good and I feel like she actually does it pretty consistently yeah her Double front in the final, she had a very, very minuscule hop on. And then really in qualifications as well, a small hop forward. I guess other than falling day two of championships, I guess maybe when it really mattered the most. She is pretty consistent with that double front. So yeah. I feel like even if she doesn't add in that upgrade... She still is able to put up a really strong routine with mm-hmm. just that alone. For sure. But then Rebecca Andrade also has a potential upgrade for her dismount, a double double. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. She said she might do it at Worlds, but never I really know. I don't think she needs to. I think with all of the difficulty that she has in all the other events, she's still the best all arounder in the world right now. So for sure. Doesn't necessarily need the upgrade, but it looked pretty good in podium training from what we saw. So yeah, I cannot wait for worlds for an all around competition. If she does all around, I mean, I think she will. She hasn't done very many floor routines since Tokyo. She's pacing herself. And that's probably smart. Right. It's absolutely smart. Like, why would you not? But I'm excited. This competition really made me excited for worlds. 
But um, moving on, third from Belgium was Lisa Valen. She got a 14.1. And then I want to give a shout out to Ellie Black, who finished fourth in the bar final. Definitely not a gymnast that you would think of as a bar worker by any means, but she really isn't bad. She kind of reminds me of Brenna Dowell on bars. Like, very, very powerful in her swing and in her release moves, but not messy or you know she's she's clean like she has good form and she had a new skill that she debuted here which now is named after her in the code of points it was given a g rating it's hilarious to me that the first skill that she gets named after her is a bar skill i know right like who would have (laughs) thought i know i feel like she should have had something on like beam or floor yeah but nope, it's a bar scale. But it's, it's it's so cool. So it's a clear hip pike to catch up with a half turn. And I want to emphasize, it's a half turn, not catching a mixed grip where you like grab the bar and, and then, then you turn your body while you're holding onto the bar. Right. She literally half turns in the air and catches. So impressive, so difficult. And she makes it look good, honestly. Like, I think if you would have told me that scale, like a clear hip pike to catch of half, I don't even think I could envision what that would look like, or I would yeah. assume that it would just be done with horrendous form. But Ellie Black did it beautifully. Like she keeps her legs together. She connects it right to an Ashoba. It's it's so so good. I'm obsessed. Queen. And a G rating. So like, you know, if anyone can do that kind of scale, you might want to consider going for it, because it's got a pretty good rating in the code of points. Moving on to beam was another very exciting moment in the competition. Marine Boyer from France won the gold medal again in front of a home crowd, which was super exciting. They actually waited till the very end of the competition to do the beam awards just so the crowd could like hear the anthem and celebrate and that moment stay for the rest of the competition. <laughs> it's a big deal. Honestly, she's been pretty inconsistent in her career. So to see her finally hit in a final like this when it mattered and come away with that gold medal is huge. And she's a beautiful gymnast. I feel like she gets overshadowed a little bit because of that consistency. But yeah, she's beautiful. And it was nice to see her win a gold medal in front of a home crowd. Well, the funny thing is she fell in qualifications on her mouth. Yeah. So she like barely made it into the final. And then iconic behavior she ends up coming away with the gold medal and it's so funny you go on youtube and you watch her routine and qualifications and there's people in the comments saying like they need to like get rid of her like they need to replace her on the team with somebody else you know blah blah, blah. all these like really negative horrible things and then she ends up winning it's just funny <laughs> to me kind of like kind of like of shailise the way she performed in qualifications and you know having a track record of somewhat inconsistency yeah. throughout her career. Well, yeah, Shailise had a fall on bars and qualifications here, and then she fell on her wolf turn on floor, and then she had two out of bounds yeah. in qualifications also. So she bounced back. <laughs> she did, yeah. She hit three for three in the finals. I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit here, but we're just talking about people bouncing back yeah. <laughs> and h- hitting when it counts. Um, I think it's a really important quality to have. I think it's... Um, the more international experience you get, the more competition experience in a final that you can get, kind of just builds on that confidence so that way when you're at the World Championships, you're at the Olympics and you're put in those situations, you know, the goal would be that you do come through when it matters most. And anyways, yeah, Shailis, I feel like I was really impressed with the way that after having that kind of rough qualification, she was able to come back and hit three out of three routines. And she also hit beam Mm -hmm. both days, which is huge for her. Absolutely. So anyways, (laughs) 
Back to the beam final. It was actually a pretty close competition because Jade Carey, of all people, <laughs> was leading on beam pretty much until the end, until Maureen went. And they actually tied score-wise 13.75. But of course, to break the tie, they look at the e-score. Yep. And Maureen had a higher e-score. It was an 8.050. But so, what I thought was interesting about Jade is she's actually scoring higher internationally on beam than she was domestically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of like So, funny. at the U.S. Championship, she had a 13.3 day one and a 13.4 day two. And then both days of competition at the Paris World Challenge Cup were the same or higher. So, she had a 13.4 in qualifications which was her highest at championships, and then a 13.75 in the finals. And it was a good routine. It was a really good routine. Very, very solid. She's somebody that in the past, obviously, we never really thought of her as an all-arounder for the U.S. It was always like vault and floor, and that's the reason why she makes the team. Well, and also, this was her first beam medal internationally or ever like she doesn't win it. She just never never gets the opportunity, which makes sense because I feel like the U.S. with Simone and you know Suni and whoever else, Morgan, you know, whoever they've had in the past quad, they usually have a couple of girls who are really strong on beam and so Jade doesn't really quite contend with them when it comes to like who makes the team and then who's going like four up in qualifications or even you know three up in team finals but if she continues being consistent and scoring well internationally i think she might start to be more in the conversation that's what i'm saying like we need to start talking about jade carey the Mm all-arounder and not just jade carey the vault and floor queen because she's proving that she can be consistent on beam and she can score well it's not gonna be like an Olympic gold medal winning beam performance Which necessarily, she's not but like bad. she'll go up there and she'll hit and she will keep you in contention for a team medal. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of like her on beam and bars to be honest with you. Like she doesn't have the like picture perfect lines and super great flexibility, but she, she's clean and she has good enough difficulty. And she has a calmness to her, I think. Yeah. Do you feel like college has helped with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we kind of, kind of talked about this in Tampa um, at the U.S. Championships. Even just the way she was walking around on the floor and, you know, doing interviews after. Like, she just seems so much more confident and sure of herself. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in her gymnastics, too. She seems very, very calm and comfortable and um, maybe even sees herself more as kind of an all-arounder now. I think, you know, even being in Tokyo and even though she didn't have the best all-around performance in the finals just being there in the finals in an olympic games i don't think she ever really saw herself there and then now here she is with a beam medal at a world cup it's, in a really competitive field as well uh, yeah absolutely so um i think it's it's a great confidence booster for her for sure and then ellie black came away with the bronze medal again another athlete who i think is just super confident on a beam i was happy to see her come away with a medal here Someone that I really missed in the final was Flavia Saraiva. Mm-hmm. She had, I believe, two falls on beam and qualifications. Don't 100% quote me on that. I know she fell, um, but I believe she fell twice. Yeah, she didn't even make it into the finals. Yeah, so that was a little bit disappointing. And she did make floor, which we'll talk about that in a second. But she was one who I thought was going to contend for sure for a medal. Um, so disappointed that that didn't happen. And then Shailish Jones had a pretty shaky routine. She stayed on, like we mentioned before. And doing downgraded routines, but yeah. hits nonetheless. Yeah, not 
fully what she's capable of, but I think a hit on beam two competitions in a row for Shailise Jones in an international competition is huge. And then last but not least, moving on to floor, Jordan Childs won a gold medal. So the entire U.S. women's team left with gold medals and silver, which we love that. Yes. <laughs> she brought back the full twist and double layout, and it was amazing. She nailed it. Oh, so good. And I think what was interesting for me here is seeing that she scores pretty much the same in the U.S. as she, at least in this competition internationally. Yeah. Like, which that's how you prepare for something like the World Championships. You have to go to these World Cup events and see how your routine score and see what kinds of deductions that the judges right. are taking. And she had an 8.3 execution at Nationals, and then she got an 8.25 here in Paris. So, And everyone thought that she was going to get, like, hammered. Like, that's been one of the things that I've seen a lot of people saying online. And, yeah, she did it. Like, she actually did really well execution-wise, and I think her gymnastics is looking the best that it's ever looked in her career. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, um, her 14.05, which is what she won with, that's currently the highest international floor score this year. So, previously it was Jessica Gattaroba at the European Championships, and now Jordan Childs holds that, so... Period. Very, very good. <laughs> And then Shaylise Jones, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but she took the silver medal on floor. She had two out-of-bounds in qualifications, also fell out of her wolf turn, which doesn't count as a full fall. It's not the full deduction. It's only three-tenths, but... um, Which I think is something we need to reevaluate personally, but... Interesting. (laughs) I mean, it's a fall. It is. She did fall. Right. It doesn't look as bad maybe that's what i'm trying to say because like you're not actually falling down it was more you're like falling you're, you're off of a piece of equipment you're, you're already down you're already down low on the ground you're just kind of like losing your balance and like but like to me if you are landing on your knees your butt your hands are down any of the above clearly it's a fall it's a fall <laughs> yeah. right but that's i guess another conversation for another day <laughs> And then winning the bronze medal was Jennifer Gattarova. She had a new floor routine. I loved her last routine. This one, I'm sure, will grow on me eventually as I well. I just need to see it a little bit more. Yes. And I think that she needs to settle into it a little bit more as well. I think the first time you do it, it's always, like, not... Not full out. It's not as great as it could be. Yeah. I think that comes with time, just doing it more often. Yeah, you getting get more comfortable. confident and comfortable. And you can sell it a little bit better. But so. the Gattarova twins are always... Amazing to watch on floor. Yes. We love them. And I felt like her tumbling here was really, really, really solid. Um, very minimal landing inductions on floor. And her leaps, as always, are incredible. I do think she needs to add in more difficulty if she wants to contend in like a world final or even an Olympic final. Well, for um, sure. But I feel like... It's a good starting point. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going back and watching that routine again, she really did have minimal landing deductions. Um, and I think that, honestly, is what allowed her to sneak in there and get that medal. And then you mentioned Flavia actually qualified in first on floor. Yeah. Also threw an upgrade, full twist and double layout, same as Jordan, and unfortunately fell on it in the finals, which resulted in her not getting a medal. But mm-hmm. so much potential there. And I think when we talk about the artistry deductions that a lot of gymnasts internationally are going to get hammered for, Flavia is... Personally, I feel one of the best examples of a gymnast currently competing that 
kind of ha is the whole package. I mean, she's powerful. She has good tumbling. But then she also is expressive. She's got beautiful toe point, good flex flexibility, extension. She puts on a show. Yeah, all of it. So, And she's into the routine. I think that's something that, honestly, really, with Shailise and Jordan at this competition, Jordan is obviously an incredible performer. We see that in college. Um, I liked her college routine. Well, I should, hold on. I should say it's the same routine. She has the same music, majority of the same choreography that she did last season in college. They took a couple parts and kind of like dulled it down. And I don't like those changes. Yeah. And I also don't think she's performing it as full out. Oh, she Which performed it better at... U.S. Nationals and than she did granted, in Paris. She's doing difficult tumbling. So, like, I think in college it's probably easier. I mean, not, not that the tumbling is, like, easy in college either. She's still right. doing difficulty there. But I would she, imagine endurance-wise it is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, to go out, full out with the choreography like she was every week. But when it also kind of appears, and I don't know exactly how to word this, but it seems almost like she kind of took out the most, quote-unquote, college -y parts of her floor routine. Like, there were some parts where she would, like, shake her butt, and I love the routine, but, like, I think maybe, maybe potentially, and obviously I have no insight here, but maybe her and her coaches thought that, like, it wouldn't be received well internationally or something. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Because they took out some parts that really went well with the music, where she was really dancing, truly dancing, and kind of just added some, like, arm waving. Yeah, there's that whole section before the last pass that I feel like doesn't really go with the music super well. You guys probably know. If you go watch her routine, you'll probably find what part I'm talking about. You know, it... There's the a college version of it. The musicality was so great. She was hitting like every beat. Yeah. And right then, before the last pass, and then there's right before she does the wolf turns. Those two parts are the wolf, she, the wolf turn part is the part that I'm talking about. Okay. But yeah, then yeah. also I don't really like right before her last pass, where she like walks and she's just kind of like waving her arms to the side. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, yeah. It feels like you could do more with the choreography, and, and in college she was doing a lot more, but kind of is toning it down a little bit in a league. Yeah. And then for Shailise, I am trying to figure out how I feel about her floor routine. Because there's a part of me that likes it, and then there's also a part of me that doesn't like something about it, and I've been trying to reflect on what that is. I think that there's a disconnect with, first of all, the two pieces of music that she's using. It starts out upbeat. and almost, I don't know if I want to say like jazzy. I don't know. There's a more upbeat vibe and feel to the first portion of the routine and then at the end it turns into elastic heart and I just don't feel like there's a correlation between those two pieces of music so I don't like that and I also think she's not emoting like elastic heart to me I would I'm, I'm imagining like you're like I don't even know how to like put this into words. I'm doing hand motions and my voice hopefully like ripping your heart out. Yeah, like, like I'm wanting like some like passion. You know what I mean? And I feel like she has like a blank expression on her face. And it's like, how is the movement that you're doing matching this passionate, if that's even the word you want to use, music that is Elastic Heart by Sia? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that is making sense. Um, let us know what your feelings are.
about the artistry deductions and where you think the judges because we don't know we don't know what artistry deductions the judges are taking mm-hmm. it'd be it's interesting. an interesting conversation to have like what do you think they're taking well and um, i'm interested to see too as time goes on and more international assignments happen you know even if the judges didn't take all the deductions that they could at this competition they might at world championships or another competition on the line so even just not just with Charlize, i'm talking like just in general with everybody i'm kind of looking forward to seeing if they're consistent with the scores for the gymnasts when it comes to the artistry deductions, or if it's really just going to be one of those things where it's a matter of opinion again, which mm-hmm. it is a matter of opinion, but where some judges might cut you some slack. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll have to see if that's something that's consistent as time goes on. But we want to real quickly talk about our world championship team predictions. Yes. Because that is right around the corner. So I think we have... The same feelings about this. Yeah. I imagine. We've talked about this before. I think we have the same line of thinking. So in my head right now at this point in time, there's really kind of one team that I think is clear in a way the strongest team. Yeah. But it also is kind of dependent on health and people's future plans. Yeah. (laughs) So I think Connor, Shailise, and Jordan, and Jade are pretty much locked at this point. Yeah. And that leaves one spot open. And I think, as we'll lay out here in a second, because we'll give you our lineups for qualifications to see who's doing what events, um, that kind of leaves room for one person who can do bars and beam. And I think the most obvious person for that is Leanne Wan. Yeah. Now, obviously, Leanne isn't on the national team at the moment, which is dumb, but she's not. And I'm not too worried about that, though, honestly. No. She can... I think if she's healthy and she goes to World Selection Camp... And that's this day, if she's healthy. Yeah. We don't really know the status of her. We don't know if she's going to be doing all around. I mean, I think she said that she was going to be training floor and all that as well. See, but I don't even think she needs to. I don't think so either. I think she'll make the team for her bars, bars and beam alone. Right. She's the U.S. national champion on bars, despite not being on the national team. She was in the... Oh, our, oh. our pizza's done. One moment. <laughs> Okay, I don't remember exactly where I left off, but um, we were talking about Leanne. Well, you were saying she's a national champion on bars. Yeah, and I feel like she's proven herself. Oh, I know what I was saying. I was saying she's a world finalist on beam, and I, I just feel like she has a good look to her, and she's proven her consistency. She had a beautiful beam routine at the U.S. Classic, which she run the all-around in. Yeah. And at Nationals, I mean, she, ha- she had good routines, yes. despite dealing she, with whatever was going on She can score well domestically and internationally, and that she has a proven track record of that. Right. So she has a 5.7 D score on bars, which isn't the highest in the U.S. Shailisa's is higher. Nola Matthews is higher. She has a 5.9. Um... And then she has a 5.6 on beam. So, like, she doesn't have the highest start values, but also they're not, like, bad by any means. Like, it's enough, I think, to justify bringing her on top of her experience, her consistency on these events. I think beam is the one spot on this team where I'm like, we need somebody who, especially in that team final when it's three up, three count, that can hit. And I think because Shailise, although she did hit both days at the Paris World Challenge Cup, she is still, it's fair to say, inconsistent on that event. Right, and if you, and add, back in, and if you add back in the difficulty, is she going to be consistent magically all of a sudden? I, well, I'm a little bit worried about that. Right, remains to be seen. So if you don't have Leanne on the team, who do you have? 
my next go-to would be Kayla Vicello. But the thing with her is we don't know if she's going for Worlds. As of right now, it has kind of been up in the air. She's at Florida. We saw a picture of her wearing a boo, which that could be precautionary. I try not to read too much into that. But she hasn't actually come out and said that she is going for Worlds. She kind of left that up in the air mm-hmm. when we last heard from her. Well, and another nice option, too, would be Sky Blakely because she has a 5.6 D score. She got day one. On bars at nationals and then a 6.3 d score on beam but the problem with her is that she's also kind of inconsistent yes you know she was at pan ams didn't really have the best competition there and in general even when she hits there's just certain skills in her routine like the front handspring front talk that i think i've maybe seen her one time in my whole life seen her land without a major deduction. Yes. Like her, she's always off to the side, her legs coming up, she's fighting to stay on. Yeah. It's just a big deduction. So is it worth the risk of putting her in? Exactly. Is she any more reliable on that event than Shailise Jones is? That's the question. Right. That is where things will be interesting because I think that final spot is, I would say it's Leanne's if she's healthy. Me too. If Leanne is not healthy, I think the next best bet is going to be Kayla DiCello because she does have a proven track record of being consistent, again, domestically and internationally on bars and beam as well. Yeah. And of course, she can do other events if needed. I don't think she'll be needed, but as backup, absolutely. Right. Never hurts. That never hurts to have someone who can yes. do all four events. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, I also want Jade Carey to be a part of this conversation of who's going up in team finals on beam. Okay, so let's talk about that. So let's say we're going to lock in with Connor, Shailish, Jordan, Jade, and Leanne. I think... Given the information that we have right now, that's what I'm going to say the team is. Yeah. Final answer. <laughs> so going with She's that. She's it. <laughs> let's talk lineups. So in qualifications, you have four up. Obviously, only three scores count. But you have to decide at this point who you're going to put up on what events to give them an opportunity to make finals. So you're kind of looking at, at this rate for the USA, they're not really looking at getting the best score to qualify, like they're going to qualify to the team final. So you're not really worrying about that. It's more or less, you want your best two athletes to make each final. Yes. So this is what I have. And I guess, let me know if you agree, you have questions, you have input. (laughs) Questions, concerns. Yes. Feelings. Yes. (laughs) So on vault, I would do Connor, Shailise, Jordan, and Jade. Solid AF. So the only person that's not vaulting there is Leanne. And Leanne does have beautiful vaults. Also, she has two vaults. But not knowing her status and also not really feeling the need to push it because you have so many other great options. Yeah, I just feel like we don't need Leanne on vault. And the hope would be from there that Jordan and Jade would qualify to event finals. Yes. And then bars... We have Jordan, Connor, Shailise, Leanne. So from this lineup, missing would be Jade. So I would play at this moment in time, Jordan Childs on bars to give Jordan, Shailise, and Connor the opportunity to make the all-around final just because I feel like they have the highest potential as all-arounders at this point in time um, to actually medal in the final. Yes. And they also were your top three at nationals, surprisingly. But I think even if they weren't, like, I just see the potential being higher there. Yeah. Um, And also, I do want to point out, 
Jordan has one of the highest star values in the country on an even bars. In the country or the world? Country. Okay. 5.9. Um, I think at this exact moment, if you take out Zoe Miller, who's injured, yeah. um, Shailise is the only one that has a higher star value, and she's tied with Nola Matthews. So, nice. And it's not like I consider her necessarily a bar worker. Like, I mean, she's not <laughs> bad, though. She's not. But... Um, I don't know. I, I think at this point in time, I'm not opposed to Jade doing all around. I think she has amazing potential. But there's so much talent on this team, as there always is. And it's trying to fit all of those people in, those four spots, and give everybody the opportunity to go for a medal. Whether that be in the all around or in an event final. You have to consider those things as well when you're forming your lineups for qualifications. Right. And I guess at the end of the day, you could take out Jordan on bars and put Jade in and literally flop, like, flop it around. Yes. Flip flop it. Like, but they're all, they all can't do all around. I said flop it around. I meant to say flip it around. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. Flip it around. Flop it around. Flip flop it around. Jade could do all around instead of Jordan, and like it's not going to change anything. But yeah. I'm fully confident that out of those three, two of those Americans are going to make the final, and they're going to strongly contend for a medal regardless. Any of those four honestly could. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if. Well, okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't view like Connor in contention for making the event final. No, um, no, no. I'm talking about all around. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about you can put up. I thought you were saying that they all have the potential to make the event final, and I'm like, that is not true, but okay. No, I'm saying that out of those four, honestly, even if, if Leanne was healthy and doing all around, she'd be in this conversation as well, of course. But um, I, I just think you can put up, it doesn't matter, whether it's Jade or Jordan, two Americans are going to make the final, yeah. and they're going to be fighting for medals. So right. pick who you want. I'm personally, right now at this po- moment in time, fighter. I'm picking Jordan Giles. <laughs> okay. So for now, but I love Jade. <laughs> Um, so we have Vault, Connor, Shailish, Jordan, Jade, just kind of recapping it because we kind of went off on a tangent there. And then bars, we have Jordan, Connor, Shailish, Leanne. That same exact lineup is Beam. So Jordan, Connor, Shailish, and Leanne. And then floor exercise is the same lineup for Vault. So it's Connor, Shailish, Jordan, Jade. So what that means is you have Connor, Shailish, and Jordan who would be contending for the all around. Of course, only two make it. And then Jade would be going for Vault and Floor. Leanne would be going for Bars and Beam. And then obviously Shailise, Connor, and Jordan also could potentially get into any of those finals as well because they're doing all four events. So in terms of like who could come home with what medals, Leanne, Bars and Beam, I think those are good places for her. Mm -hmm. And obviously Jade, Vault and Floor, great places for her as well. So that's my thought. And I agree. Honestly, all of that. I think that's pretty much how I feel too. Like I said before, I would like to see Jade get more opportunities on Beam because I think she is proving herself. Did I say Jade? Yeah, you said Jade. Okay. I'm like, for a second, I'm like, did I, wait, did I say Jordan or Jade? I believe you said Jade. Jade. Um, Jade, I would like to see her continue to get opportunities on Beam, whether that be in a team final, whether that be in qualifications, because I think she's really proving herself as an all-rounder. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say about that. I think that this lineup makes sense. Um, I think that mathematically, this is going to be the highest scoring team. Absolutely. Just want to advocate for Jade because I think she's amazing. I think she's an all-around queen. I think she's a beam queen. And I think we need to put some respect in her name as a beamer. So (laughs) 
Let us know what you guys think. Of course, as always, we want to hear your thoughts. So feel free to shoot us a message on social media. We're at All Things Gym Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send us an email at allthingsgympod at gmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts. Do we real quickly want to talk, not talk about, because I'll be honest with you, I have not watched it, but the World Cup in Hungary, do we want to say what, at least for the U.S. who came home with Oh, us? sure. Honestly, we were at a baseball game earlier today. I have not watched Yeah, I don't, I don't even know other than Caitlin John. I don't know who else won medals. Oh, I know okay. Addison Fado won ball. Well, here, honey, I have it. Uh, Caitlin John got gold on floor with a 13-5. Um, Levi, is it Young or Levi or Young Levi? Yeah. Levi Young Ruivar got sixth on floor with a 12.666. Um, oh, be real. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Sorry. Okay, so sorry. We're back after taking our B reels. Um, okay, so we were on. I did floor. Is that it? No, Addison Fada won something. Yeah. She won vault. Yeah, she did win vault. Is that that's probably it? She won a bronze too. She won a bronze. She medal. won a bronze on bars, and Caitlin Jong got fifth on bars, and that is it. Nice job, Team USA. I know. I'm so proud of them. I love this team. I love that these girls are going out there, getting international experience for themselves, and Caitlin Jong is also killing it in her senior debut. Tim Daggett better put some respect on her name. I was gonna say Tim Tag. Tim Daggett tried to talk some shit, and we're not having it. Caitlin John said, nope. <laughs> She's proven the haters wrong, so we love that for her, and so proud of all of these ladies for doing an excellent job over in Hungary. I think the only other thing on the agenda for this week was Simone Biles' tweet. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she basically just posted on Twitter, someone said something about her being retired, and she quote tweeted it and was like, I'm not retired. I'm just working on my mental health. Yes. That is like word for word what she said. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't nice. retired though, heart. Just working on my mental health. Oh, wow. Nice job, Ashley. So, that makes me happy. I'm glad that she's working on her mental health, first and foremost. But I'm also glad to hear that she hasn't retired yet, officially. Mm-hmm. And that she's willing to, you know, publicly come out and confirm that. Yeah. So. We don't really know what that means in terms of like long-term goals like Paris 2024 question mark world's next year question mark like we don't we don't really know yeah but to me it means the door is still open because like you would just retire if you knew you were done you would just retire wouldn't you yeah she hasn't acknowledged the end of her career she has not ever come out and said well I mean after Tokyo she has not come out and said like this is it like I'm done so her saying this I think kind of sends the message that she's contemplating strongly contemplating coming back she's just taking her time she as wants she the should. world to know yeah. as she should and as she can take her time yeah. like she can do that so obviously if she comes back we're all going to be super excited and support her but also we'll support her no matter what she does so of course All right, friends, that does it for this week's episode. We will be back next week with the interview that we were originally hoping to have included with this week's episode. Um, But we'll go ahead and announce it now. So our guest is going to be Ella Shimani from EMU. She is the MAC Bars Champion. She's also the MAC Freshman of the Year. She has the school record on beam for Eastern Michigan in 995. She's amazing. And she's only a sophomore. Yes. So very, very big fans of Ella Shimani over here. And... 
we can't wait to share that interview with you guys. So, and we have lots of exciting interviews coming up. Um, obviously, we don't announce them right away. But if you're a Patreon, you can always head over there and see who we're having on and ask questions before we actually interview them. So, little plug. Yes. But we hope you guys have a fabulous week and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.